0: Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life.
1: I first started running about 15 years ago as a way to quit smoking. Back then, my running clothes were very Rocky Balboa, so sweatpants, sweatshirt. Anyone who goes hiking or trail running knows that it's a lot easier and a lot more fun when you're wearing the right gear. John G. makes performance apparel that'll take you farther on your runs and hikes. They have this merino wool hoodie that I wore on multiple trail runs this weekend. It's soft, it's warm, and most importantly, it does not get stinky when you get stinky. Another reason to love Jonji is that they donate 2% of all sales towards clean water projects, raising nearly 1 million dollars so far. Head to jonji.com to find your new favorite trail wear, outdoors accessories and essentials and use the code OUTSIDE for 10% off at jonji.com. That's j a n j i.com with the code OUTSIDE for 10% off. When I was a little kid, My whole family, grandparents included, packed into a Dodge caravan and went on a two week road trip to Wyoming. We saw the rodeo in Cody, a grizzly bear in Yellowstone National Park, and an epic thunderstorm near Devil's Tower. On that trip, I fell in love with the West and the natural world. This might sound cheesy, but it kind of made me who I am today. Wyoming has it all breathtaking hikes, kid friendly museums, two of the coolest national parks in the country. The Truth Lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com.
2: Hey, podcast listeners. This is one of our favorite episodes from the archives. A lot of new listeners have found us recently, and we thought you might enjoy hearing it. And if you've already heard this one, there's an update to the story at the end. Enjoy.
3: I, I remember the loons, um, you know, basically trilling off uh, across the lakes and the ponds that I was going through that last week and a half in New Hampshire and Maine. Uh, I remember um, the sense of the different trees and the different, you know, forms of dirt. And it, it, it really was like, a, as much as I was brought to that utter fatigue, my senses just became really attuned to what was going on around me. And that's pretty magical, I think, too.
2: This is Scott Jurek. This past summer, he set off trying to become the fastest person to run the Appalachian Trail, which is over 2,000 miles long. It's like running from New York City to Utah. Right at the beginning, he was flying along, making great time, but only a few hundred miles into the trail, his right knee started to hurt.
3: And I started compensating with my left side and then developed quad tear on the right side and um, over the next couple of days it got so bad where you know I could no longer limp on one leg because I had two bad legs and I'm thinking to myself how am I gonna get through this Um, you know the record I thought for sure was out of the question at that point
2: but Jurek just sort of refused to stop and after a few days of basically limping along covering 30 miles a day instead of 50 he bounced back and could start running again but because of that injury because of a few slow days the whole attempt was in jeopardy. Up until the last day he wasn't sure he could break the record.
3: It's either sleep or get the record and I basically you know decided okay I'm gonna get an hour of sleep and get back out there and that was the only point which I thought okay I have this record as long as I keep a steady pace.
2: finished the Appalachian Trail on top of Mount Katahdin, way up in northern Maine, in 46 days, 8 hours, and 7 minutes. He beat the old record by just three hours. When it comes to a hike like the Appalachian Trail, three hours is nothing. If this were the 100-meter dash, Jurek would have won by about seven inches, less than two hundredths of a second. There's a video of him hitting the summit, He's totally emaciated with unruly hair and a patchy beard. There are bluebird skies and a film crew and a crowd waiting for him. High fives, cheering, and he pops the cork on a bottle of champagne. After some celebration, he heads down, totally unaware of what's waiting for him at the bottom of the trail.
3: three bulletproof vested rangers along with with carrying firearms uh, met me at the bottom
2: from new hampshire public radio this is outside in a show about the natural world and how we use it and I'm Sam Evans-Brown. And today, we're talking about one particular park and how two very different ideas about wilderness and the way it should be used crashed into one another on top of Mount Katahdin this summer. So before we get back to Scott and the three bulletproof vested rangers, let me first take you back to 1921. 1921. <laughs> In order to understand how Scott Jurek got himself into hot water, we have to understand a man named Percival Baxter, former governor of Maine from a wealthy family in the real estate business and something of a maverick in the state's Republican Party. He wanted to give the state this awesome park, with this incredible mountain, Katahdin, as its centerpiece. So for 30 years, Baxter bought properties around the mountain and gave them to the state. But as he went, he was putting this very particular language into the trust that held those properties.
4: I seek to provide against commercial exploitation, against hunting, trapping and killing, against lumbering, hotels, advertising, hot dog stands, motor vehicles, horse-drawn vehicles and other vehicles, aircraft, and the trappings of unpleasant civilization.
2: Remember, this is right after the Second World War, and the country was changing quickly. Cars were starting to fill up the roads. G.I.s were coming home and building houses left and right. Meanwhile, conservation is all the rage. This is a time when a new national park is still getting added every year or two. So there's Baxter, watching all this happening, trying to leave his mark. Yeah, he wants to keep those dang hot dog stands out of his park. But what he really wants to save is this feeling, this same quiet wilderness experience that he had had. And then... Along comes Scott Jurek. He is trying to set the record for the fastest finish of the Appalachian Trail. It's all about getting to Baxter State Park and reaching the summit of Mount Katahdin. He's got a crew of people surrounding him, a van waiting for him to sleep in each night, more than a quarter of a million people following him on social media, sponsors, gear, seen from Percival Baxter's eyes.
4: All the trappings of unpleasant civilization... ...are following Jurek up the trail.
2: But over at Baxter State Park headquarters, Jurek was only barely on the radar. Remember, the Appalachian Trail is over 2,000 miles long... But only a few miles, the last few miles, are owned by Baxter.
5: I had heard something about a, a, a runner coming up the trail to set a record. I really hadn't paid that much attention to this. It didn't uh, set off any alarms with me.
2: Jensen Bissell is the park's director.
5: But I had been working with a media company that had been trying to get a filming permit in the park. And I sensed they were about this runner, but... I was more focused on their approach and what they wanted to do and how to protect uh, wilderness experiences of other people in the park.
2: Now, it might not sound to you like your wilderness experience needs to be protected from a film crew. And it might even be pretty cool to unexpectedly witness one of the top ultra runners in history breaking the trail's record. On the other hand, if you've ever been somewhere really amazing you've probably thought to yourself this would be a lot cooler if it weren't for all these people eating their PB&Js and taking pictures. Like struggling your way to the top of a mountain only to find people in flip-flops getting off a chairlift at the top. For some people, the majesty of nature is ruined by tour guides, gift shops, or Hollywood film crews. So one rule that Baxter imposes to create the sense of wild solitude? No filming at the summit. Bissell was afraid that Jurek's crew wasn't going to follow those rules, and so on that weekend, he sent up a ranger to check on them, which, it turns out, was a legit concern.
0: Pandora makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album, and we'll make you a personalized station for free.
2: In videos posted online, you can watch a cameraman follow Jerk right up to the sign at the summit. There's a big crowd of at least a dozen people. Jerk shakes up a bottle of champagne, shoots the cork into the air, and takes a big swig.
5: <laughs>
2: so when he walked down the mountain, he was confronted by a group of dudes carrying sidearms. They were charging him for littering, for hiking with too large of a group, and for drinking alcohol. The fines could be as much as a thousand bucks each.
5: We just think this is inappropriate. If you, we don't have any problem with people celebrating their accomplishments, but there are other places to do that that are more respectful of the place itself and of the other people that are there.
2: If Baxter himself were here, he would be wagging his finger disapprovingly.
4: I seek to provide against commercial exploitation, against film crews and ultra runners, against Instagram. And selfie sticks against popping the corks of champagne bottles and minimalist running shoes.
2: And after running for 46 days, this is not what Jurek wanted to hear.
4: I feel like, you know, in the end,
3: um, we could have avoided this.
2: He simply didn't get it. Why didn't one of the rangers just pull him aside and let him know that drinking is not allowed? Scott says he would have then used
3: his sizable social media platform to do some educating. We could get that message out instead of, you know, basically throwing mud. Um, at me and tarnishing my image by saying I was littering and had an inflated group size, which were definitely false. There was no way that had violated those rules.
2: But I think this, for Baxter State Park, was really not about the specific rules that Jurek broke. There's this shift going on in the culture of the outdoors. Wilderness in the 21st century is the backdrop to your rad Instagram shot. In that context, popping a bottle of champagne on top of a mountain after your epic 46 day ultra run makes perfect sense. And it's here that Baxter wanted to draw a line in the sand. They're like, you guys can tweet and make movies and drink champagne on top of other mountains, but at Baxter, this is not what you do. In the days after, Bissell logged on to Baxter State Park's Facebook account and publicly called Jurek out, pointing out he was supported by a number of sponsors, ran, followed by a kitted-out sprinter van full of gear and a logo on his
1: headband. Thousands of people, including Mainers and others from all over the world, visit Baxter Park and hike in the park's wilderness, including a climb to Baxter Peak. Which, by the
2: way, is another name for the highest point on Mount Katahdin. Anyway. People celebrate their
1: accomplishment often with their families and often many times over, quietly and with appreciation for this precious gift left to us in perpetuity by Percival Baxter. These, quote, corporate events, unquote, have no place in the park and are incongruous with the park's mission of resource protection, the appreciation of nature, and the respect of the experience of others in the park.
2: Jensen Bissell was trying to explain the views of someone who was governor of a rural state nearly a hundred years ago to the internet. Facebook did not take it well.
1: I knew nothing of this wonderful park before, but I'm positive I have no desire to check it out.
3: I've been on the summit when others have finished, and it's a party then too.
1: Does everyone who breaks the rules get caught out on social media? I definitely don't want to waste any of my leisure being scolded by a park ranger.
3: This is Lame Sauce.
2: There are hundreds of comments like this. At least to a lot of people who use Facebook, Bissell sounded like a scold. He uses words like inappropriate, which are the kinds of words that middle school teachers use. But for the folks running this park, none of that matters. Remember, it's written into the trust of the park that Percival Baxter's ideas of nature are the rules. Legally, at Baxter, whenever there's a conflict, nature wins. So when you get to the summit of Katahdin, and there's only a few people sitting around enjoying the view, that is no accident. It's a designed experience. In order to make it feel more wildernessy up there, the park limits how many people can hike the mountain each day.
5: You have to control the access somehow, or we will overrun the place.
2: And already Jensen Bissell feels like there are times on nice summer days when it's not enough.
5: There's going to be a high point where that's, in our minds too crowded to really qualify as the wilderness we would accept, but it's the balance we strike.
2: Other parks, especially national parks, go for a different balance, trying to get as many people out as possible. The downside there, waiting in a line in your car for two hours trying to get into West Yellowstone or being stuck in bumper-to-bumper traffic in Acadia's park loop is not exactly a transcendent experience. That said, I think the reaction to Bissell's Facebook post shows that the types of rules Baxter imposes and the kind of wilderness experience it wants to create is increasingly out of step with our
3: culture. There's just, I think, a a real division between maybe what a wilderness experience is.
2: Scott Jurek grew up fishing and hunting before getting into ultramarathons in college. For him, being outside means recreation. Jurek is an evangelist for getting out, for getting on trails, for climbing up mountains.
3: Wilderness is a gift, and we need to take care of it, but we also need to, you know, be out there using it. We're thankfully, um, you know, uh, blessed with an amazing country with vast resources and vast amounts of land where you can escape and be out in the middle of nowhere by yourself. There are other areas in wilderness where they're quite popular, um, and there does... um, become an issue where some people are like, hey, I want my wilderness experience where I'm the only one out there. But in reality, as the human population grows and you know wilderness areas become more popular, the bigger issue is like how people view a wilderness experience and what that means. Because for some people, they're, they're okay with having other people around. Other people um, would like to see wilderness maybe locked up and, and set aside and no humans whatsoever be a part of that, that landscape.
2: There is a postscript here. Baxter State Park capitalized on the headlines this whole incident generated to kickstart talks with the Appalachian Trail Conservancy as to how to better police the thousands of hikers who finish the trail each year. Scott Jurek went to court and got the fines for littering and the big group dismissed, but paid a $500 ticket for drinking champagne at the summit. But what I think is the bigger question here is still not resolved and I don't think it ever will be. Even as people like Bissell carry on interpreting Percival Baxter's wishes, updating the rules whenever there's some new cultural threat to his idea of wilderness, it's still an interpretation, one that Baxter may or may not have agreed with. Sure, he was clear about not wanting hot dog stands on Mount Katahdin,
4: but not everything he said was so cut and dry. Every section of this area is beautiful, each in its own way. I do not want it locked up and made inaccessible. I wanted it used to the fullest extent, but in the right, unspoiled way. The right and unspoiled
2: way. Hard to know what that is. Who knows, maybe Baxter would have loved Instagram. Maybe he would have been there, cheering Scott Jurek on as he beat the record. But then again, maybe not.
4: I provide against flip flops, against board shorts, Against Wi-Fi hotspots. Against outfits made of things that didn't come from nature. Against hats that look as though they belong on stage. Against scarves.
2: We first reported this story back in 2015, and some things have happened since we put it out. For one, Scott Jurek's record didn't last very long. The very next summer, a runner named Carl Meltzer bested his time by 10 hours. Carl, however, ran the trail in the opposite direction, north to south. But also, this whole kerfuffle prompted Baxter State Park to get serious about controlling the hikers coming off the Appalachian Trail they implemented a permit system, and this year, only 3,150 hikers will be allowed to walk straight into the park from the trail. Outside In was produced this week by me, Sam Evans-Brown, and Taylor Quimby, with help from Maureen McMurray, Megan Tan, and Logan Shannon. A couple of people to thank for this story. One is historian Howard Whitcomb, who scoured the archives to write a book called Governor Baxter's Magnificent Obsession, which you can read if you want to hear more about him. And the other is Jennifer Farr Davis, who held the record on the Appalachian Trail before Scott Jurek snatched it away. And you can find her musings at BlueRidgeHikingCo.com. Thanks also to our co-workers Natasha Haverty, Faith Mikesell, Jason Moon, and Sean Hurley for portraying various Facebook posts and historical characters. Our theme music was made by Breakmaster
4: Cylinder. You know, you could have had me do it, <laughs> and I'm still somewhat flummoxed that you did not.
2: You ca- Why don't you Why don't you work something up for us?
4: I did do something. I wrote I wrote the theme before you asked because I assumed you would. Well, if you think about it, well, I think you think there's something more. <laughs> something out the window, something out the door. Something out, something in, something outside in.
2: You could subscribe to the show in iTunes or however you prefer to listen. We tweet at Outside In Radio, and Outside In is a production of New Hampshire Public Radio.
4: With sounds, Evans Brown.
0: Pandora makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album, and we'll make you a personalized station for free. Download on the Apple App Store or Google Play and enjoy the soundtrack to your life.
3: The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life.